So we've been in this series called The Grace Project. You know, if you've been watching us, following us for a while, this is your first Sunday tuning in. I'm glad you're watching us and tuning in and, and you can be a part of our church family as well. But we've been talking, you know, church looks a little different, but this is still us. This is still us as a church. And The Grace Project is all about understanding that the grace of God still works. Yes, church, this is still us. God is still here. Grace still works works and in times like this we can move away from the grace of god and begin to operate in our own strength and and worry and stress and and i get it it is a stressful time but now more than ever we need to understand the grace of god and know that we know that we know the grace of god still works and so i want to preach a message to you called grace in three gardens i love that title you'll find out why in a few moments grace in three gardens. And the reason why I named it this is because as I've been reading the scriptures, come on, I have plenty of time, I found uh, three separate moments that took place in a garden in scripture where God's grace was revealed in all three of those gardens. So I'm gonna give you a list of those three gardens right now. Uh, Genesis 2 verse 8, it says, Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. That is obviously the first garden, the Garden of Eden. But then John 18, verse 1, right before Jesus was going to the cross, the Bible mentions another garden where Jesus prayed a heartfelt prayer to his Father in heaven before he went to the cross. And John 18, verse 1 says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And then obviously we all know that Jesus would uh, subsequently be crucified for our sins so that we could receive forgiveness. And then there was a burial moment with a man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea and, Ni and Nicodemus, a, a Pharisee, religious, devoutly religious man. And in John 19, verse 41, they are actually taking the body of Jesus somewhere after he's been crucified. And it says, at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Grace in three gardens, three separate gardens where I strongly believe the grace of God was revealed to you and I. How do we find grace in these three gardens. Well, the first garden, the Garden of Eden, it would be obviously the most famous one. Come on, y'all know the story of Adam and Eve. Come on, Adam and Eve, they, they started it all. And in some ways, they, they ended it all. And if you've been following me on Instagram, I, I've been saying, I believe God's challenging me during this time. I mean, I know we're giving a lot of resources to, uh, to meet people affected. So creativity sometimes costs money, but God's been challenging me. Julian, I want you to increase your creativity. And so I want you to stay focused on the screen because our team has put together an incredible video about what happened in the Garden of Eden. Stay focused. This is powerful. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of 
Oh, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Well, he said that we could eat from any tree we want to, but we can't eat from that tree lest we die. God just knows you'll be like him, knowing both the difference between good and evil. The fruit on that tree looks good to me. Might be time to get some takeout. Mm, okay. What you got there? Nothing. Don't look like nothing. <laughs> well, I just got this fruit from the tree and it's really delicious. You want some? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, that, that it does look fire. <laughs> let me let me get some, hold on. Will they hide forever, or will they turn to the Lord? Tune in for next week's episode, Naked and Afraid. Come on, quarantine creativity. You thought it was going to be something else. Did you? I told you our team did an excellent job. Guess who the team was? Me and my wife and my kids' Legos. And so uh, what, a, what a way to describe what actually happened in the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says, as we acted out with Legos, that Adam and Eve, after that moment, felt shame. And I really believe this was the first time that Adam and Eve encountered the grace of God. What do I mean when I say grace in three gardens? I mean the first garden, the garden of shame. The Bible says Adam and Eve hid from God. And God came walking with the, in the cool of the garden and say, Adam and Eve, where are you? And they said, we hid because we were ashamed. And I think this is a profound thing because the Bible says they actually sowed fig leaves. They were naked. It says earlier in that chapter they were naked and they knew no shame at all. Humanity was never created to feel a sense of shame. And I believe shame is one of the most dangerous emotions and states that any human can feel because guilt is when you feel bad about what you did, but shame is when you feel bad about who you are. And that can be crippling to humanity. God designed you and I to never feel shame. And in their sin, when they disobeyed God, they were ashamed. The Bible says they knew no shame. I don't know if you're feeling ashamed today, but I want to let you know that God created you to never feel shame. And so when they had this moment of shame, they did two things. One, they hid from God. So many times we use the, the, the phrase, I was running from God. Y'all, God is everywhere. You can't run from God. It's like running from air. No, you, can, you can't run from God because he's everywhere. He's in all things. He created you. In him, we live, we move, we exist, we have our being. You can't really run from God because God is omnipresent, but you can hide from God. And most people hide from God because they are ashamed. They don't feel good enough to be in God's presence. And out of sin, this is exactly what happened with Adam and Eve. 
They did two things. They hid from God, and the Bible says they sowed um, fig leaves together to cover their nakedness. Now, remember, they were naked and supposed to know no shame. Don't we do that? We, 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 we put things together to cover up. We don't want to show our mistakes and our flaws. Our lives are like highlight reels to, to people that we're comparing ourselves to. And we never really want to show the real us. We're constantly sowing fig leaves of career goals and aspirations. We, we sow fig leaves together that are packed churches and conferences and all the above. And these things are great unless they're a fig leaf to cover up something underneath that God really wants to address. And so what I love about the Lord is that he met them and revealed his grace in what I am calling the garden of shame. The Bible says they sowed their figs leaves together. And in Genesis 3, verse 21, it says this, the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. How was grace revealed in this particular garden of shame? What did he do? Even though they were the ones that sinned, even though they were the ones that made the mistake, they were hiding from God. God went and searched them out and said, where are you? And then he didn't allow them to cover their own shame. God told them, I got you covered. I will cover your shame. When it says that we have been saved, when we have been set free, purchased by the blood of Jesus, this is God saying, I'm not saying that you didn't do anything wrong, but I got you covered. I sent my one and only son to die for your sins. Putting to you and I as believers that we need to be careful that we don't correct someone we've never covered. The Bible actually tells us that above all, love each other for love covers a multitude of sin. So before God changed and brought correction to the world and brought the Ten Commandments, he covered Adam and Eve with animal skins. I wanna ask us as believers who we can kinda of slip into judgment are you correcting, but you never covered? You've never expressed that kind of love for someone else. We gotta be careful because guilt is when you feel bad about what you did. Shame is when you feel bad about who you are. And God revealed his grace first in the garden of shame. Think about this, 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 28 says this, and, and now dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. God wants to maintain relationship with you so that when he returns, you won't shrink back in shame. I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know what you've done, but I pray that God's grace would be revealed in whatever the garden of shame you are experiencing. Well, the second garden we read about is when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. Garden of Gethsemane was the place where Jesus went to pray to seek God. He was moments away from being arrested and crucified for our sins. And the Bible says that in this garden, Jesus prayed three times to his father and, and he was overwhelmed. The Bible says he was sweating and it was like drops of blood. His disciples were there and he asked his disciples, would they stay up and pray with him? You know you are distressed when you are God and you are asking for prayer from people. Jesus literally asked for prayer from his disciples and the Bible says that they fell asleep. And I was reading that passage of scripture and thinking about how earlier Jesus had 
fallen asleep in, in, in their storm and now they're falling asleep in his storm. It's a perfect storm for stress, a perfect storm to be able to walk away from obeying God. Isn't this stay at home order, this COVID-19, it's almost like it's a perfect storm for us to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm not following God anymore. This 2020 was starting off great and now I can't work. I've lost my job. I don't want to obey God anymore. What is grace in three gardens? There's the garden of shame, but Jesus was caught in the garden of obedience where all the surrounding things were telling him, you, you, don't, you don't need to do this. But Luke 22 verses, verse 42 says this, Jesus prays to his father in heaven and says, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done not mine. God's grace was revealed. Yes, God wants to give you grace for your shame, but he also wants to give you the grace to obey in the middle of a difficult time. One of the things I have discovered about grace is that sometimes there isn't grace to get out of it, but there is grace to get through it. Oh, I'm going to say that again. That was good. I said sometimes there isn't grace to get out of it, but there's grace to get through it, God met Adam and Eve in the garden of shame, and then God met Jesus in the garden of obedience, and he rose and faced his suffering because God had graced him to obey. What does that look like for you and I as believers, for God's grace to be revealed in our shame, but also for God's grace to be revealed in our suffering so that we can still obey? But what is the third garden? I read it earlier. A man by the name of Joseph of Aramea and a man by the name of Nicodemus who actually in John chapter 3 had had a conversation with Jesus and it was Nicodemus who Jesus said the most popular verse in the world. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world he gave his one and only son that whosoever may believe in him shall have eternal life and not perish. He was talking to Nicodemus and now he had been crucified and this Joseph and this Nicodemus buried Jesus in a garden. And the Bible says that Jesus was placed in this garden and the, the stone was rolled in front of the tomb and everybody went thinking it was over. Matter of fact, there would have been some people who were in front of the cross that would hear Jesus say one of his final words, it is finished. And I want to encourage you and I that Jesus said, it is finished, not I am finished. When he was saying it is finished, he was saying the work that he came, he lived, he died for you and I, it was finished. But he wasn't saying he is finished. He is not done with you and I in the middle of a global pandemic. It is finished. Your sins are paid for, but God is not finished. He is still working. He is still moving and he can still resurrect. And so this garden where God's grace is revealed may be the most difficult garden of all. And that is the garden of resurrection. Because during this time, being honest, every week that goes by, Felt like people are bearing an additional dream, bearing an additional hope, giving up. And it's not that you don't have to let it go, but don't lose your faith for resurrection. Christianity, y'all, could be summed up as a canceled funeral. There is resurrection power in 
Jesus. Joseph and Nicodemus buried Jesus in this garden. And the Bible says that, that, that the, the two women came back checking on him. And in Luke 24, verses 5 through 6, it says that after Jesus had been dead for three days, they went there to visit. And the women were terrified because they saw an angel in front of the tomb and the stone had been rolled away. And listen to what the two angels said. Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. He is risen. These are the three greatest words in all of humanity. He is risen. And I know there's some things that you've had to put in a tomb. I know there's some things that you think are dead and buried during this time, but I want you to write this down. This is the word of the Lord to you and I. After this pandemic is over, you will go to the tombs where you buried your dreams and they won't be there because God has resurrected them. The Bible says this about you and I in Romans 8 verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Did you hear what I said, Oasis? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So after this is over, you will be in your garden of resurrection and you can believe for God to raise things back to life in your life because the same power that raised him from the dead lives in you. What if us being at home and gathering with Jesus in our homes is not about all the blessings that are coming to us? What if, what if it's all the blessings that are coming through us because the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in, in you and I? I honestly believe that this is grace in three gardens, the garden of shame, the garden of obedience, and the garden of resurrection. And so I wanna pray for three separate groups of people, somebody watching online and you feel like you are in the garden of shame. God gave you all these blessings, this great life and you've disobeyed him and now you're hiding from God. And matter of fact, you're in your living room right now, you've never stepped foot in Oasis and this, your living room is not a place where you're meeting with God, but a place where you're hiding with God. And God wants to tell you right now, where are you? And he wants to cover your shame before he corrects your mistakes. Somebody out there is in the garden of shame and I want to pray for you. And in another person, you're where Jesus was in the garden of obedience and maybe just like Jesus, you are sitting there praying, literally crippled by the thought of what you're going to have to step into in this next season. And maybe it feels like all of your friends are asleep and, and you, were, you were there for them, but you don't know if anybody's there for you. And you feel like giving up, not just on your dreams, but giving up on God. And I really believe that's okay. But your father wants to meet you in the garden of obedience. And he wants to give you the strength to step into what other people are praying they get out of. And in the third garden, this is a tough one for me because everything I was given in this past five months, it feels like it's dying. But God is saying the same power that lives, that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. God wants to meet you in the garden of resurrection. And Paul said this, 
I want to know God in his suffering so that I can know Jesus in his resurrection. Think about this. I don't know if you can know Jesus if you've never met him in the garden of resurrection. Here's what I love about Christianity. Christianity is not that things die. Christianity is that things don't stay dead because God has resurrecting power. I want to pray for you. Father, I really believe right now that believers watching online are in these three gardens. The garden of shame, the garden of obedience, and the garden of resurrection. And I feel so strong that there is grace in all three gardens. Somebody made some mistakes. Somebody stepped into a habit. Somebody did something they know not to do, and now they're ashamed and they're hiding from God. God, would you meet them and reveal your grace, your goodness, your undeserved kindness and favor to them. Somebody's in the garden of obedience. And you, you, you said at the beginning of this pandemic that you're going to you know, work out and get fit. I said that. And, and you're, 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 they're trying to meet you in this garden of obedience and they need strength to, to move forward. Somebody feels like running from God. Somebody feels like they thought this was their year. They heard from you that this was their year and now they can't even go outside to achieve the dream that you put in their heart for 2020. God, would you meet them in the garden of obedience and reveal your grace so just like Jesus, they could say, Lord, if there's any way you could take this season from me, I, if, you're, if you can, but not my will, yours be done. That there would be a group of people in this garden of obedience that would have a burning passion to do the will of God. I'm reminded of this one scripture where Jesus was told that he had some family members waiting outside. And, and Jesus said, my brother, my sister, my mother, my, my family are those who do the will of God. I wonder if it's possible that somebody could feel so alone because they haven't yet found the will of God for their life. There'll be this tangible sense of family as you allow Jesus to meet you in the garden of obedience and reveal his grace to obey. And then, Lord, there's been so much death and loss. But you met two women. Matter of fact, there's some women right now watching this. Jesus met two women in the garden of resurrection. And here's what's interesting about that, y'all. Right before the women got there, in their hearts, it was still a cemetery. But when they got there, the garden had switched names. What was the garden of death was now the garden of resurrection. And I really believe God's gonna switch a garden in somebody's life right now. And that same garden that you thought, you buried something. You buried the idea that you'd have a family. You buried the idea of your creative, your creativity. You buried the idea of your art. You buried the, the songwriting gift. You buried these brilliant ideas that the Spirit of God gave you. You're gonna find an empty tomb. tomb and Jesus will meet you in the garden of resurrection. Here is my prayer, that Jesus, you would meet every single person in these three gardens and reveal your grace, the garden of shame, the garden of obedience, and the garden of resurrection. And as a people, we would truly find grace in all three gardens. In Jesus' name, amen.